Thanks for joining me on another Two Age Sojourner on Friday. More to come. Well, we've got Philosophy Friday today, and uh, we want to be thinking philosophical thoughts together. Um, I thought a good thing for us to do would be to follow right on from where we left off talking to my brother, and uh, we started to think about the reality of the covenant, and uh, we're going to start uh, playing around with that idea a little bit as it starts us thinking off um, on, on Kleinian theology in general, uh, of two-kingdom theology, of reformed theology, of confessional theology, really the doctrine of the covenant and uh, an understanding of covenantal theology is just so radically important. So I think we'll, we'll be more or less in and out of that topic for a while. Um, I do have Nick Cleveley coming up fairly soon, and so we might just uh, spend a few Thursday Theologies interjecting uh, with a little bit about Nick and just playing around with some things that he is thinking about at the moment. But um, I do want to come back to the covenant, uh, and so what I might do and what I thought might be a good idea is to just let it overlap a little bit with Philosophy Friday, just while I've got Nick Cleveley on that Thursday slot. Um, especially now that we're thinking about things like epistemology and ontology. Um, at the end of the day, those are philosophical categories. And uh, also very helpful things to be thinking about in terms of theology. Ontology is the study of reality, uh, the study of being. And uh, probably one of the most important questions that we could ever ask. What is reality? What is being? Uh, it seems a little bit airy-fairy, but when we get down to it, we realize that unless we have a good understanding of ontology, or at least unless we've wrestled with it to the degree that we've come to appreciate how it is the starting point for so much of our thinking, uh, we will never really uh, grasp things, I think, as we should. We won't grasp the way that they are all connected. Let's put it that way. I love one of my favorite systematic theologies uh, is The Christian Faith by Michael Horton or uh, his uh, not so much abbreviated version because uh, he rewrote that actually as a as a shortened kind of uh, more layman's version. It's it's still quite a beefy systematic theology, so don't get the wrong impression. But either one of those, um, a Pilgrim theology and the systematic, uh, or at least the Christian faith uh, by Michael Horton, are very very good. But thinking specifically about his uh, all out beefy version uh, in in the Christian faith, uh, that that. That book is incredible, and he really goes into a lot of detail on so many different points, but I love the way he starts. His, uh, it's probably the best opening of any systematic theology I have come across, and he starts in philosophy. Really, he acknowledges this, um, this exact point that we're making. The, the beginning of, of an understanding of theology must start with its widest lens I suppose you could put it, the, the study of reality, the study of being. How do we define ourselves? How do we define God? If, if God exists, then how does that affect uh, our being? Are we ever being or are we only becoming? And is God being? Uh, you know, if you think about your life, for example... It's uh, it's crazy. You you look at the photos, you know, from only a year ago, and you realize, hey, I'm not the same person 
that I was back in, in when that photo was taken. Um, you look uh, certainly back a whole bunch of years and you see you know, so many things have shaped you. You are in this process of becoming. You're never, you never just are. And God, of course, is. And uh, he doesn't become. He is. He always was. Just one of those mind-blowing concepts. One of the first things you get on as a little child as well, because you're like, you know, mommy, daddy, who made God? And the answer, of course, to that is no one made God. God is uncreated. Um, and, and, you know, that's exactly what we're talking about. He doesn't grow. God doesn't grow in his knowledge. He always has full omniscience of everything. God, strictly speaking, only God is in a state of being. Everyone else is in a, a state of becoming and growing. And so, you know, there we go. What we have right there is a, a, an understanding of ontology that shapes Christian theology. And you could understand that if you didn't have that in place, and if you thought of uh, God as also growing, or uh, you thought of, of man as becoming God, or something like that, you'd, you'd be in a totally different category of understanding reality in the world in which we live. Uh, you think of Plato, for example, the, the very classic um, undergirding of so much of that Gnostic thinking, but even so much of Western thinking. Um, we know that, that Plato understood what we experienced in this world as but an uh, emanation of sorts from the world of the forms, if you've ever heard that expression, where uh, these philosophers, you had to appreciate them at some level in that they understood, perhaps more than we do today, or maybe I'll just go ahead and say they did understand more than we uh, understand today or grapple with today, that there needed to be some sort of absolute reality for anything to make sense. And uh, what, what we're essentially saying there is that as they consider what reality is and the nature of being, they understood that the, everything from the idea of beauty to the idea of uh, humanity to the idea of goodness, it all had to have its connection to something absolute. Otherwise, everything would always be relative. There would be no thing that joined anything, and uh, there would be no way to, to really even frame any level of understanding of reality at all. And so they grappled, and they grappled, and you've got the whole story of... Uh, of um, of Greek thinking there and and uh, Platonic thought and uh, we'll, we'll probably touch on that as we move uh, through these through these Fridays. But uh, you know, you just see them. Uh, it reminds me of of Paul um, talking to those at Mars Hill, speaking of uh, the, the the monument to the unknown God or the altar to the unknown God, and there is a, a kind of grappling in the dark that you appreciate that they're doing, and to some degree. It is amazing to see how the philosophers um, of, uh, you know, those, those ancient Greek philosophers, at least, the way they, uh, you know, employed almost just the maximum uh, in terms of their, their common grace gift of reasoning and looking at the nature of things. And I've always appreciated them from that angle. But at the, at the same token, at their best, you see they're just grappling in blindness because they have not begun with the starting point of the reality of God as the absolute from which everything else flows. And then, of course, if we're saying that God is the the absolute one, the one who doesn't uh, change, the one who is always there, who who is, um, you know, by definition, we're, we're, we're 
saying that we're something completely different to that. Uh, we're never going to get to that. We're never, uh, th- there's this, uh, this chasm between that state and the state of us uh, that's never going to be bridged, no, ma- no matter how much uh, thinking we do or how much self-improvement we make or how much time goes by, we'll never be God. And uh, that, that affects our whole understanding of reality. Uh, we we understand that God is God and we're creatures. And uh, the, the, although there and this affects the way uh, we then move on to thinking about truth, epistemology. How do we how do we then understand truth? How do we come to know God? For example, uh, at what at what level do we pursue truth? Is truth pursuable? Is it understandable? All that is going to flow from our ontology. And um, and and if we understand that God is fundamentally uh, different to the creature, obviously the idea of the the covenant, for example, comes comes back into full focus unless God bridges that gap even before sin, even um, even just in in the garden, unless God condescends to make Himself available to be found to the the creature, uh, there's no way that we could ever just you know. Uh, across that philosophical boundary point, we might say, to to ever reach God. And that's that's an interesting thought on its own. I probably hit 10 minutes, and once again, I forgot to check when I started, but I'm going to wrap it up there. That's a good point to just um, to follow on from, from yesterday, speaking to my brother, thinking about covenant theology. Let's wrestle with uh, epistemology. Let's start thinking about ontology, and uh, I might come back to Michael Horton's very helpful categories to frame worldviews of almost everything out there um, in the way that he does. So we'll think about that next time. Bless you. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thanks for joining me on Two Age Sojourner.